Haunted Nights, live with Tamara Thorne and Alistair Cross. would like to thank W.J. Pierce for creating and performing that wonderful piece of music you just heard. Good evening and welcome to Thorn and Cross Haunted Nights Live. We're your hosts, Alistair Cross and Tamara Thorne. Thank you for joining us. Uh, tonight, Tamara's voice is on vacation. She's not feeling too well, but she's here with us, so she'll she'll chime in from time to time, but I'm going to be doing the majority of the talking. So... Uh, uh, so before we get down to business, uh, I would like to tell you very briefly about our own Thorn and Cross novel, Mother. Uh, in this thriller, uh, you will meet Prissy Martin. She's the diva of Morning Glory Circle, the overseer of garage sales and neighborhood Christmas decorations. No one escapes her watchful eye. No one, that is, except her son, who committed suicide, and her daughter, Claire, who hasn't spoken to her in a decade. But now Claire and her husband are expecting and are forced to move back. Prissy is there to welcome them with open arms and to reclaim her broken family. Prissy says she's mended her ways, but has she? Claire struggles to separate dim childhood memories of twisted abuse and perverted punishments from mother's new attitude. But the sights of her dead brother's toy soldiers all over the house, freeze-dried dogs, and her disabled stepfather's eyes following her as he silently watches from an upstairs window begs the question, who is the real monster in this family? All right, again, that title is Mother, and uh, it's available now in paperback and ebook. Everywhere books are sold. All right, again, this is Thorn and Cross Haunted Nights Live. You can learn more about what we do at our websites, alistaircross.com and tamarthorn.com. You can visit our mutual blog at thornandcross.wordpress.com, or if you tweet, our handles are at crossalister and at tamarthorn. You can find us on Instagram at, uh, at thornandcross and at official underscore alistaircross. For more information on the show, you can visit Authors on the Air on Facebook, Twitter, and at AuthorsOnTheAir.com. This is a broadcast of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network, LLC. All right, tonight we are joined uh, with someone new to us. Uh, We have not had him on before, and uh, we're very excited to learn more about him. It is Joshua A. H. Harris. Uh, He's a writer, father, and recovering environmental attorney. He grew up in Laramie, Wyoming, served in the Peace Corps in Mali, West Africa, and currently lives in the Bay Area. Joshua holds degrees from Brown University, UC Davis, and San Francisco State University. His writings have appeared in the East Bay Times, Gravitas, Berkeley Times, and Ars Poetica. In 2014, he wrote Out of the Fog, a serialized novel released one chapter per week over the course of a calendar year. In 2017, Joshua became assistant editor for La Ville, Stories from the Streets of Port-au-Prince, Voice of Witness. More recently, he wrote and published Common Sense, 2019, a bipartisan call to take back our government, a political pamphlet that addresses the fundamental problem of money in politics. Joshua is also an associate producer of the following movies, Night Comes On, starring Dominique Fishback and Tatum Marilyn Hall, House of Tomorrow, starring Asa Butterfield, Lucky, starring Harry Dean Stanton, and Columbus, starring John Cho, Haley Lou Richardson, and Parker Posey. His new book is called Unorthodoxy, and we are very excited to talk about it and to learn more about you, Joshua. So welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you very much, and thank you for that introduction. 
Yeah, no, this is a great list of accomplishments, and 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 there's so much to talk about. So so I'm uh, let's start with the book. Well, actually, let's start with. Okay, so so unorthodoxy. Let's let's talk about your. Um, your your journey toward publication. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got from there to here? Uh, sure. Well, I ha- as as you note, I have a, a varied background. I've done a lot yes. of different things, <laughs> and w- whenever I hear that that list and the the things that have uh, that that I've done or that have occurred to me, I don't know which way to put it. Um, it's always surprising because I'm just kind of where I am now um right. but you know that's kind of how i always feel about um things in the past they're done and i'm i'm either here or looking forward um but in in terms of unorthodoxy uh i i was in a, a, an mfa class um and they said bring in a piece of writing that uh that really uh would demonstrate what type of what type of writing you do, and it was one of my first classes at, at San Francisco State, and I had, in in addition to those things, I've done a lot of I did a lot of practice novels, is what I call them. I did a young adult uh, book. I did a um, a thriller. A um, I wrote as well a, a dystopian um, novel that the Out of the Fog that you mentioned. Um, and so I didn't even really know what uh, type of writing uh, I do. So I, right. I, I was reading about the microbiome, about microbes and bacteria, and I sort of just riffed off of that. For uh, it, was a, it was only a couple-page uh, character um, sketch. And when I right. read it, uh, it got quite a reaction. It was sort of what what became probably the first five pages of, of unorthodoxy, which introdu- introduces you to just a very strange um, sort of off, off unorthodox character. Um, and so I started writing more about him. I started bringing him into different, uh, different scenarios and seeing how he sounded. Um, and eventually I put those into the, the manuscript Getting it published was was uh, you know was was tough because you 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 run into people who say I really like the writing, I love uh, you know the the story, I, but there's there's a certain uh, thing with bacteria and 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 the visceral feel of what Cecil right. does, and, and that's not you know that's not our sweet spot for. Selling a hundred million copies, <laughs> right? But it brought you to us, and that makes us happy. So, right. <laughs> so before we before we get too much into the the, the story itself, uh, for thus for those of us who are not in the know, could you tell us what is a micro what is microbiome? What is this? Yeah. So and how much does it weigh? How much does it weigh? <laughs> It is it is the collection of bacteria, um, uh, microbial life, and and fungus, um, and a couple other science sciency uh, one cell uh, organisms that live. Not only a lot of people think of it as as in your gut, um, but they live everywhere. They're, they're included in the microbiome are all the um, 
the bacteria that live on your skin, in your nose, in your ears, on your hair, hair follicles, everywhere. Um, they, uh, and they outnumber our human cells um, by, by, by quite a bit. There's some debate in the science of exactly what the ratio is. Um, but it's, what's, what's always been interesting to me, and I did a lot of research while I was doing this, uh, while I was writing this, because I wanted it to represent the science. I wanted the science to be basically accurate. Um, what is it? We're so much a, uh, made up of our bacteria. And as I d dig into it more and more, and, and certainly scientists are just now discovering a lot of things about the microbiome, it determines all sorts of things that we had no idea. Um, we thought were related to genetics, and now we're finding, oh, no, that's, that has to do with what kind of bacteria you have in your small intestine. Um, all wow. these new things that they're discovering, um, and I'm privy to because i just sort of fascinated by it, um, they're finding that it's the bacteria that inhabit us or that we live with, our co-inhabitants, as I like to put it in, in, in unorthodoxy, um, really are determinative of many aspects of our mood, our health, um, and, and uh, a, lot, a lot of diseases that they, current, they previously thought were genetic. They're now starting to think, well, that has to do with what kind of bacteria you have. Wow! So this is this must so this kind of ties into the whole the whole you know like all natural eating and good versus bad gut back bacteria and stuff like that. So yeah, fascinating. That's it's interesting. Interesting. So now so now what about uh, an orthodoxy the, the the plot? So so now we know a little bit about what this what the subject matter is. So so what what's the story? Can you tell us a little bit about the book? Right, so uh, Cecil is obsessed with his microbiome, and uh, he he designs his his whole life lifestyle um, in such a way that he feels it's going to maximize the, the the potency of his of his bacteria. In in order to do that, he lives a really dirty lifestyle is the easiest way to sort of describe it. Um, he, he refuses to wash. He's one of those people who feels like bacteria have got a bad rap, right? And so, and so he's, he thinks all bacteria are good. Um, and so that's sort of his unorthodox take on uh, on on the science, but he's it's based in science. His he just takes it to an extreme. Um, as you as as one might guess, uh, the rats and the flies and the and his dogs go out on excursions and bring back <laughs> bacteria to him. But um, as one might presume, the neighbors get fed up. They they right. they don't appreciate his his you know, bacteria as much as he does. Um, so so he gets uh, so eventually he gets condemned. The the house gets condemned and he gets kicked out of his his home. And so then it's uh, really then and from there it's a story about how he 
adjust. And what you do when you have a really strongly uh, felt uh, belief system that doesn't get you to where you want to go, and then how do you it, how do you compromise or how do you think your way into a new way of being or how does how does that happen? So life out on the streets is tough for Cecil, but eventually he he begins to figure some things out about himself and about and about the world and about his worldview. Well, I think this is fantastic because talk about a yeah. totally unique uh, uh, approach to to storytelling, and not only unique but also time appropriate. Because I'm not kidding when I tell you, I actually know people who are obsessed with their own microbiome. I'm sure of it. I, <laughs> it's it's a real yeah. thing. <laughs> it is a real thing. It's a, it, the, the the farther you go into it, the more you look into it, the more you find like. Oh wow! People are doing fecal transplants, and right. they're they're curing diseases, and it's just so sort of repulsive at first glance from our you know prior world view. But as you start to as as you start to dig deeper and deeper into the science, you find oh this we've yeah. been ignoring this problem, or we've been ignoring this right. aspect to our health. Fecal transplants have really done some good, right? I mean, I've read about those. Disgusting as it is, it's amazing. Oh yeah, it can. It can. I mean, I I read an article recently where someone had been struggling for what twenty years with some intestinal malady, and you know they can be severe and significant. They can lead to malnourishment, and within two days of a of a fecal transplant. Had had turned a corner, had had started to feel wow. much better, and got and got better, because because what's interesting about uh, I think of it as sort of the inner uh, outer space. <laughs> so we're exploring right. outer space, and we can't see we can only see what we can see. But it a lot we can't we can't figure out a lot of things that's going on in the live gut. Because in order to yeah. really study it, you'd have to open it up and kill the person. And so um, <laughs> they're, finding, they're finding things out through indirect means um, and putting pieces together. But I, it's still very mysterious and kind of amazing. They keep finding causal relationships but not being able to exactly explain why a certain treatment will help a certain, certain malady. So now I I know I'm going to be – I don't want to get too far off track, but I I know I'm going to regret – I have to ask. I'm going to regret it. I know. But (laughs) what – I've never heard of this. What is a fecal transplant? Is it what it sounds like? I don't get it. I I, I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. It it is what it sounds like. Um, You – and it it can go in either end, I think, but it's more effective – <laughs> introduced anally. Uh, okay. I know you guys are up for this. Um, <laughs> we are. We are. We're good. We're hard. <laughs> you're yeah. up. You're up for this. I know you are. We are. And uh, yeah. the and and there are companies. Um, in fact, we're having we're having a a bit of a benefit for one of the companies or uh, to that provides a clean fecal uh, matter to. Uh, 
to introduce to sick patients. And what's all, what, what is also happening is people are getting their microbiomes sequenced the same way, you know, 23andMe tells you what your <laughs> DNA is. You can get a kit in the mail and you can find out what types of bacteria live inside of you and based on that, what you, what you should be eating, what's not good for you, um, there, it's, 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 you know, it's blowing up this whole, the whole microbiome right. thing. Right. <laughs> now, now I, I've heard in, 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 you know, this is, I'm just asking cause you, you probably know this. It sounds like you, I'm hearing lately now that it's, it's really not, uh, you know, like taking probiotics isn't all it's cracked up to be. I don't know if that ties into this at all, but I remember, you know, back in the day that was all the rage, just take some, you know, probiotics and that will, you know, pretty much fix everything. Is that, what can you tell us about that? Is that true, or are they not so much anymore? It it ties in uh, exactly, and the and and I have yet to entirely figure out uh, what the answer to your question is. The problem is that uh, there well there are a lot of probiotics out there, and we all drink kombucha and eat yogurt and think we're doing something, what certain studies show is that such uh, little amounts of those bacteria survive your stomach, the stomach acid, that they don't ever end up colonizing where they're supposed to right. uh, help out. You get, your, you get your initial dose of bacteria from your, your mother through the birth canal, um, an infant is is uh, abiotic, I think, or it doesn't have any bacteria. Um, I don't think that's the right term, uh, abiotic, but doesn't have any bacteria until um, he or she is born. And then what's it, what's cool about that is you can trace. Uh, often you can you can trace a person's bacteria back to their mother and to their grandmother. Um, and so they're, they're really established in your, in your intestines, in your gut. Right, and right. so taking pills, some of them may like get through there and may, uh, have an effect, but it does seem like for the most part, from what I've been able to figure out, that's, it, it, it it's not a, a really effective way to change your, your bacteria in your gut. Right. So is the answer um, then, you know, like diet, like, you know, certain foods, is, 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 that, is that the solution? It seems like it, yes. If, if you feed, um, if you starve certain bacteria that are causing you problems, and if you feed others that, uh, that, that you need more of their services, then, yeah, then, you would, then you'll end up balancing what you have uh, in your in your gut. Yeah, I think. I mean, I'm I'm no scientist is what I was just about to say, but I've read (laughs) a ton. (laughs) Yeah, but but this is fascinating. I I love it. And it's, you know, and and this book, you know, Unorthodoxy, uh, this is is out now. It sounds absolutely fascinating. And one thing that I notice is uh, at this, I really like this. It sounds like you've got a really good, um, uh, character growth, you know, arc in this because I wanted to 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 point out that you know this this you know 
germaphobe, you know, or well, his mother was the germaphobe. He's, he's, he, mm. Cecil loves his own bacteria. Uh, <laughs> it starts <laughs> out all about him, but it evolves into a bigger plan. It, it becomes something bigger than him, and, and I, I really like that. Is, is, is that something that you set out to yeah. do uh, on purpose? Yeah. He's, uh, I, I think some of the people who really want to change the world um, end up uh, or start off really focused on themselves, um, but they have the the plan, and the, then the plan for Cecil is to, to um, bring harmony to to humanity and to the to the globe where we're living in always in separate uh, in separation from nature. Um, the way he conceptualizes a, a much more ideal relationship is that we're not constantly pushing nature out the door both in in terms of actually out the door but also out of our body um and instead living in a in a much more um in a more harmonious way with all of the creatures that inhabit the planet so he has that whole uh messiah aspect to his plan that I, you know, I I do believe in. I I I agree. I think we we could be doing a lot better on all sorts of fronts, but in certainly in terms of taking care of the other species that inhabit our our planet, and in that way, um, you know, we we'll, we'll be better taking care of ourselves. There's a there's a symbiotic relationship that we're ignoring, um, both in killing species in the rainforest, but also in the rainforest of our of our bodies. Right, right. Wow. It's true. No, yeah, and uh yeah, yeah, no, this is great. So unorthodoxy, it's available now, folks. Check it out. Uh we are um getting low on time, but um you've got so much going on and there's so much to talk about. But one thing that I, I I'm really curious about is um these movies. You have uh associate producer of several movies, so um uh, if you wouldn't mind, um, what exactly is an associate producer, and how did that come to be for you? Because <laughs> you're you're right, you're kind of all over the place: environmental attorney, author. <laughs> yeah, great, I love it. So, so associate producer, what is that? It is uh, someone who um, co- coordinates with the producer to uh, choose projects, think think through. Um, uh, what uh, what would what would what would make sense? And what we had was a collective of, of uh, a bunch of producers um, who we looked at a variety of projects um, and then chose different ones. And it, it involves funding uh, and selection and um, and and pub, uh, public publication or public uh publicizing nice nice and and how did you how did you get into that a friend is a is a really amazing um director nice uh producer nice. producer sorry yeah uh right, right, cool. yeah so she was she was like we're, we're gonna start this this fund and um it was a really amazing experience uh if I, Columbus is just a beautiful movie. It's um, it, it 
it's, it, it focuses on the architecture of uh, Columbus, um, and it, uh, it, takes, it takes your breath away in the cinematography and the, the fact that that architecture is out there and being appreciated only by people uh, passing through. It is, um, I highly recommend it. And the story, the plot is amazing as well. Nice. Great. And I thought I'd throw what, that out there. What, yeah, no, you bet, you bet. And what are you, what are you working on now? What's next for you? Well, I, I, yesterday I um, basically turned in my MFA thesis. I was uh, writing like a madman and eating turkey uh, throughout uh, Thanksgiving <laughs> on a time travel uh, story based loosely on H.G. Wells' uh, time travel, um, time, uh, time machine, um, where he comments on income inequality, uh, and, it's, and that's what's made that so timeless. When you do read Time Machine, you're like, oh, that's still the case. That still makes yeah. sense. Um, it's, so I reread it again sort of on a, on a whim, and it captured my attention. So I'm repurposing it for the 21st century, uh, and within that comes all sorts of new issues. It's a many-headed dragon that I've just barely got my, my uh, hands around, but good enough for my MFA thesis, and now I'm going to revise and, and start to send it out. Nice. Great. Congratulations on that. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Um, before we let you go, can you, can you tell our listeners where they can find uh, more about you and your work and what you do? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I'm, on, I'm on Twitter, uh, at Cecil Microbiome. Um, oh, nice. <laughs> and, yeah. That's, and it's been, I've, been, I've been him for a long time on Twitter, so it's kind of uh, strange. There's, there are a lot of articles about the, the microbiome on there as a resource, if you're interested in more. And then I have a website. It's joshuaahharris.com. I just right. found you on Twitter and followed you, and I am excited to learn more. And you know what? Sincerely, you have – there's so much we could talk about with you. I hope that you will come back, and um, I, I, we don't care if it's horror or not. You've got lots of interesting stuff. We'd love to have you back anytime, and I mean that. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah. Come back anytime. Uh, thank you for being on, and um, – uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And until next week, we wish you haunted nights and sweet screams. Thank you for listening. Haunted Nights, live with Tamara Thorne and Alistair Cross. <laughs>